0: From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people,
1: credit union ideas.
0: Welcome to the CUNA News Podcast. I'm Brock Fritz. I'm a new assistant editor at CUNA, so this is my first time on the podcast. I talked with Brittany O'Malley of Royal Credit Union in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. She's a financial education supervisor involved with a number of interesting, innovative programs in the financial education space. You'll hear how she works to create programs, engage young people, and respond to changing environments. So first off, we're going to be talking a lot about financial education and your involvement in this space. But starting with the basics, how long have you been at Royal Credit Union and how'd you get there?
1: All right, so I've been at Royal Credit Union for going on six years now, and I first got in the credit union industry when I was actually a student at my high school. I was a senior, and our job coordinator there recommended me for this position that I applied for. It was in partnership with the school. It was like an internship program, but like a part-time job. So I applied at that credit union and I got accepted and I worked as a teller at that credit union for almost seven years and I did a lot of member service and I really, that's where the passion for me started for the credit union movement and helping those members with their financial needs. And so then you look at my role now and I basically do the same thing but reverse. So I work a lot with our students at our high schools.
0: So is that something you'd always been passionate about, or did you just kind of get in that role and ended up enjoying it?
1: This came out of nowhere. I remember when I first applied to work at the credit union, I didn't even know what a credit union was. And so I showed up and I interviewed, and obviously I figured it out pretty quickly. But you know, again, that's kind of where my passion first started. And then when this role came along, it just made so much sense for me to apply, and ever since it's meshed so well with me. It's, it's really the perfect role for me.
0: And you said you kind of do the reverse now and get other people interested in their finances. So why is financial education important in your eyes?
1: You know, financial education is something that everybody needs, whether you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or graphic designer, it doesn't matter. Everybody needs to have a base understanding of financial education in order to be successful. And so, really, I think that it's important that everybody learn it from a young age even.
0: A lot of your programs are centered on the younger age groups. Is there a time that's too early to engage kids with financial education? Or is any time a good time to start giving them that baseline knowledge?
1: Yeah, that's my favorite word is engage because I love love, love to get, especially those smaller kids, excited about financial education. And that doesn't always have to be you going in and talking at them. I really like to try and make everything I teach as engaging as possible. It's all looking at your audience. And if I'm working with a bunch of kindergartners, for example, and maybe it's over the summer Number one, they're not really in that classroom mentality. And number two, you know, simple things like just coin recognition. was probably going to be where they're at. So it might just be something like, let's have a big dance party and find coins. And if you can find a coin, go run into this corner and see how much coins you have. You know, it doesn't need to be just you talking at them.
0: And with those kids, do you have any particular interesting stories or anything you remember that really sticks out to you?
1: Oh, man, I've so many. It's funny because our team, we usually go in, especially over the summer because that's when we do a lot at one time and they're all kind of the craziest. We always say we should just write a book of all like the funniest things that kids say. We really get a lot of aha moments and a lot of really just fun little kids just getting so excited about money. You know, it's like, what are you saving for? And they all just raising their hand and really want to tell you and They get so excited to share that information with you and share their knowledge. And that's a really fun age, especially when it comes to teaching about money, because they just, I feel like, are so naturally engaged in the process and want to share and want to participate.
0: Does financial education work best when the participants aren't feeling like they're learning or when these kids are just experiencing something new and exciting?
1: Yeah, you know, like I said, when we do like the summer Learning, it's way different from when we're doing like classroom learning. It's all about just really meeting them where they're at. And over the summer, they're wild and they're crazy and they're used to just going outside most of the time and playing and running around. So, you know, how you're delivering that, like I said, just kind of meeting them where they're at is really what's going to make a true impact for them and involving them in that conversation.
0: So, you mentioned all your different programs. I was thinking we could dig into each one of them a little bit, starting with the YMCA, and then if you want to go straight into the other ones, that would be great.
1: Yeah, so I'll start with our YMCA. So that program started a few years ago. We worked with a couple of the locations here in the metro area. We would go in once a week for five weeks, and we would do between like a 30, 45-minute, maybe up to an hour lesson with each one of, like, the grade groups, so, like, K1, 2, 3, et cetera. And we did that for a year, and each year it just, we got so much great feedback from it, and they wanted to keep growing that program. So, eventually, this year, we ended up doing 18 different locations, and we reached almost 2,000 kids over a five-week period where we went in twice to do different lessons with each one of the grade groups. And so we created custom lessons specifically. I say we as in everybody on our team. It wasn't just a solo effort. We created lessons specifically for each one of the great groups. Like I mentioned before, where they're at, we wanted these to be fun and as active as possible where they could, you know, move around, touch things, feel things, be a part of the conversation And so that ended up being super successful. We got a lot of really great feedback for that, and they want us to come back and do it again next summer. So that is the YMCA program. And then we have FUSE. So FUSE, that was not my brainchild, but it was a program that our team created. It's Future U.S. Entrepreneurs. And so that we implemented into our YMCA programming And we do that with the older kids, so like the middle school age kids. And with that, they're able to brainstorm a project. And then we work with them over a few weeks to develop that product or service, come up with a marketing plan. And then uh, we have them actually present that in front of like a panel of judges. And the winners actually get some type of prize. When we do it over the summer, it's usually like a fun basket and supplies to get them started Larger scale during the school year, oftentimes we'll have, you know, our CEO involved and our executive team, and we'll give them larger gift cards to get their products started from there. So that is a little bit about Fuse. Go Big or Go Broke, that one's my favorite. So that started when we were looking for a way to really engage the young adult demographic. We have a variety of different signature programs. That was the one area where we were missing something. We wanted something. And there was a lot of talk going around, you know, could it be brochures and could it be some kind of like a rewards program or like videos or, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. But I just knew it had to be, especially with that age, that you're just so tough. So it had to be something that really just stuck out and caught their attention. And so the idea of doing, like, a large, like, big, huge adult game board came to my mind. And so I put together a, like, prototype, if you will. I made a big poster and did all the squares and all that. And I showed the team because they were like, oh, my gosh, we are not game makers. But I was very determined to make this happen because who would not love a big, giant game board? And eventually the whole team came on board and we broke off into committees and we made this happen. So we have this giant, it's 20 foot by 20 foot game board and there's a big ball pit in the middle and there's prize wheels and there's music and fun sound effects and an MC and they roll the dice and depending on what square they land on, they answer like a question or they make a decision and they learn some type of a financial thing around that. And oftentimes, we're doing a little bit of elaboration around it as well. So the cool thing about this is that when we have this out in a place and we have people actually playing this, we typically have a large audience. And the audience is learning alongside of these players, which is really awesome. So that kind of tells you a little bit about the game They earn money along the way, and the person with the most money ends up winning, and everybody is able to go take whatever money they have and get little swag things from our prize shop. So it's fun and really engaging for those playing and not playing.
0: How important is that age group to you and that that young adults start to get invested in this financial education?
1: Especially at that age. You know, high school is a really good age, but they're not quite there in that moment where they're having to fend for themselves and buy their own things. But that young adult age range is where they're finally understanding like, oh my gosh, how do I budget? How do I do this? I'm in this right now and I don't know how to do this. So like, that's a perfect time to end up reaching that demographic. And they're the ones that oftentimes need it most. You know, they're the ones taking out student loans and maybe taking out more than they need and getting into a lot of debt because of it. So I think it's such an important age to reach them. And I think that it's the hardest age to reach as well. So we hope with this game that this is really a good key to help start that conversation and engage them.
0: All right. And you've got a lot of great stuff going on. So would you mind explaining a couple more? you, what is that? And what's the goal of that program?
1: Yeah, you. So that started... So I would do financial education classes at the high school, and those would be really popular, but especially after the pandemic hit when we weren't able to offer those, we wanted a way to offer these to students during the pandemic, but also to a wider variety of people. You know, oftentimes there's people outside of the school that wanted to do it and they couldn't do it. So this was the perfect opportunity for us to look at offering this program And what it is, it's just one-hour virtual lessons on four different topics, and we do these in series. So we would do one class every other week for, you know, a couple of months, and it's a rolling payout. So if they attend one class, they get $10, two classes $20, and so on. So they could earn up to $100 total for attending these classes. And we basically talk about things that are at their level. You know, their high school age lessons, 14 to 18 typically. And we have little different parts within that that we try to make it as engaging as possible. And we also give out different prizes and incentives to make them more likely to come and enjoy it and interact with us.
0: So there's prizes, there's free offerings. Why is it important to offer these kind of incentives to get people interested? So
1: when I go and teach in a classroom, let's say I'm going to go teach a classroom of students, high school students about like the beginning basics of credit for example. I oftentimes go in there with a huge bag of candy and say, you know what, I'm going to give you a lot of information, but I want you guys to be asking me questions. And for every time that you guys ask me a question, I'm going to give you a piece of candy. And a small little piece of candy, you would be so surprised on how many different questions I get. And at that point, the students are really, you know, switching. Instead of just thinking of all the things that I'm saying, they're taking it to that next level and wondering and asking those questions. And so when you look at FINGU, how we offer different prizes and incentives like that as well, it's the same concept. They want to get more involved, become more engaged with the process. And ultimately, when they are more engaged, they're learning more and they're taking more of that information in.
0: You mentioned some of this you started or changed during COVID. How did that impact your job or your ability to reach people? And have you seen a difference in the online programs versus in-person activities?
1: It was definitely a challenge for everybody, but I love challenges. I love thinking outside the box and trying to get creative. And so it really gave me the opportunity to do that. And with not being so busy in the schools, it gave me the time to do that as well. You know, as a team, we all just started kind of thinking outside the box and what can we do to engage these people. And that really gave us a lot of creative outlets, whether it's making videos or... We made, you know, virtual escape rooms and, you know, like our FinU program. The other thing that I didn't mention was our Test Drive Digital program. So we have our our reality fair that we typically do in person. And so we were able to make that a virtual program. And now we are able to offer that across the country to different schools that we typically wouldn't be able to offer that to.
0: So if another credit union reaches out to you and wants to get involved with similar financial education programs... What are a couple of simple tips that you would suggest to them?
1: Our biggest thing is tenacity. There's so many different things that are out there and those different things and learning new things can come with different challenges. But I think as long as you have that passion for helping others and you want to offer this, just stick with it, whatever it is, and work on ways to get past those challenges and keep improving and getting better And don't ever stop.
0: And just to be thorough, is there anything you want to add or anything else you're passionate about in this area?
1: I want to say, you know, I'm just so passionate about helping, especially organizations and schools and people that really truly need the financial education. And if there's one thing that I've learned over the past couple of years is to really be your authentic self when you're working with these groups. I grew up in poverty. I became a young single mom. And that's something that I I never really fully embraced when I was talking, you know, with the groups that I was talking to, you know, I'm a financial educator, I like I should have it all together and know and not ever been in these situations. It really made me realize that it gave me a different perspective. And when I'm able to be my authentic self, that really resonates with those people that I am actually talking with and teaching with. And it Like I said, it gives me that different, unique perspective, which is really helpful when we are creating different financial education programs and trying to reach and engage those different types of groups and people.
0: Thanks for listening
1: to the CUNY News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio.